Hello, everybody, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Blue Surge Podcast. It is Mike alongside Joe. Joe, I just drove four hours. I got home from my vacation. I threw all my clothes just in a closet somewhere. I'll have to wash them tomorrow. I have literally no food at home. So I had to go out, got my fast food. I came back and I sat down. And as you can tell, I'm pretty much just running on whatever adrenaline is left over from my exhaustion today. But I am here. How are you doing today? I, I literally have not talked to you pretty much in a week since I left. It was the most boring week of my life. I went to work. I worked all weekend. I worked all week. And the days I didn't work, I sat on my lazy boy recliner in my house, twiddling my thumbs, talking to no one. If I am gone, what even is half of a blue surge? I don't know. And like the, I think the fact that you're on like vacation, I think so was a Pokemon use on vacation. I, you know what? I was about to bring that up. I was worried. I said last week, be prepared for a second episode because I'll be gone. And a lot of that, like my, my computer is the only one that has the power for the edit processing and things like that. So me being gone means the episode can't happen. But I was able to get home on time. We are recording this and we'll basically round it up to about eight o'clock on Thursday. So we are about as close to uploading as you can get, aside from like recording at like midnight. And the good news is, happy darkness ablaze day, right? We have a brand new set that came out. And by the time you're listening to this, by the time this goes live, the set will be out. It will be officially revealed to the public in terms of purchasing. If you are around a local card store, most people that play have probably already opened product. I'm seeing some really cool pulls. I'm seeing that Crobat seems to be common enough to be relevant without spiking too high. Of course, we'll see where that goes. Charizard VMAX will be $18 billion and a half dollars. You'll have to sell your house to get one. I, I am it, it's always good that a set's coming out, right? News or not, we have a brand new set. It's out, it's ready to go, and and we're getting ready for rotation. Yeah, I've been, I've been actually, what I did today, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I actually did do something. I went, so usually in my backpack of Pokemon cards that I take to shops back when we were doing that in life, I actually kept a couple boxes of some standard stuff, a couple of like little deck boxes of things that someone could probably use or would need to use or be considered for possibly for a deck. I went through everything and got rid of everything from rotation and keeping things that are now standard legal because that's usually what we play around here, if we ever do. And then for funsies, I, I built, or at least I planned out, my next meme project for a deck. Would you mind sharing what it is? Oh, Galarian Stunfisk V. Ah, uh, yes. Was that infinite HP, basically? Um, Kind of. So I it's not quite done yet. Um, I haven't played any solitary hands because of the application I was using. I'm not really quite sure how to do that. Uh, but basically got Glarian Stunfisk with uh, Glarian Berserker to boost a little bit of damage. Uh, if you don't remember what Glarian Stunfisk does, it's a basic 200 HP. It has an ability Metal Skin. 
where it gets plus 20 HP for each metal energy attached to it. It's colorless, colorless attack, trapping bite, 60 damage. And during your opponent's next turn, if this damp Pokemon is damaged by an attack, even if it's knocked out, put 12 damage counters on the acting Pokemon, attacking Pokemon. So basically, I've been trying to pair that with like Giant Bomb and Brilliant Berserker to boost damage. Um, obviously, you have Turbo Patch and Metal Saucer to kind of attach to. Um, so you might bulk it up even more, some weakness policy, uh, weakness guard energy and things like that. So I, I'm still tinkering with it, but I think it'd be a lot of fun. Especially if you get hit hard enough, you can basically put 220 back on someone else. Yeah, that sounds like a great meme idea. That sounds awesome. I mean, and hopefully, hopefully we will be able to play in person eventually, obviously. We know we have a, a ways to go before we get there, but that is an awesome idea. Yeah, I think one thing I still want to put in this deck, which doesn't come out till later, I don't remember what it's called, but remember that thing where you, it's like 100 less HP, right? For, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I not the, the, not the Island Challenge, but, I mean, but same thing for Vs. Yes, yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, I think that'd be a great addition to this deck. So you could just cancel out that and have the high HP would be a one prizer. A one prizer, like yeah, yeah, less HP, but you can stack it back up again, and basically you just you're, you're basically a, a setting bomb. That's, what it is. That's awesome. I, you know, I hope that I hope that works. Honestly, I I'm looking forward to seeing decks like your meme deck, decks like Senescorch that I think have a lot of value here. Having seen Charizard build because we know Eternatus is around, we know Fugavolt's around. I'm just very curious to see how it all works. And if you're curious about rotation, I want to say two weeks from today is the official date for rotation. For what it matters, the official rotation date, I believe, is August 28th. So in the coming weeks, whether there's a bunch of news or not, we will be going over and going through cards that are rotating, cards we love, cards we're going to miss, things like that. So just kind of have that marked on your calendar for yourself as a player. Today on the docket, we have like as much news as you could put on, I don't even know, it's like a teardrop, a teardrop of news. There have been no word on Vivid Voltage. There have been, it, it seems like for a week, the Pokemon world in terms of what's accessible has just crumbled beneath us. And by the time you're listening to this, a lot of those problems have been fixed, but we'll get into that later. Two things that are cool. One, Pokemon's going to have a podcast, which is awesome. TPCI announced a new weekly podcast for covering Pokemon events. It's going to basically take people from video games, trading card games, Pokemon, you name it. There's going to be contributions from all over the landscape of the game itself. If you like podcasts, if you like Pokemon, you didn't know about it, get off your butt, find out where you can listen to it, subscribe, like, whatever you need to do, because we need to keep supporting the company and moves like this, because podcasts are awesome for this type of stuff. It's you awesome. Even, yeah, you don't even have to get off your butt. You can just use your laptop or your phone. Exactly. It, it's Now, I don't know how long it's going to last. It could only be two weeks. Could only it might resurface up every two months. Whatever it is, we loved when they brought streaming. Now we need to support the podcast. So I do think that's awesome. The next part of news, again, not a whole lot going on with it. Darkness Ablaze store promos. 
Ooh. <laughs> if you would like to know what the store promos are, you will be getting a Copperaja, the muscular nose that has already been printed before. You will be getting a Corviknight, which is a card from Darkness Ablaze. It has the ability Flying Taxi. When you evolve this Pokemon and you put it on top of another well, one. Yeah, Europe will get that one. Oh, yeah, we're not even getting that one. So we just get the, we just get Copperaja. Yeah, that's not even that's not in Darkness Ablaze. It's Sword and Shield. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, like I, I'm reading this looking for all the details I can, and I, apparently it's just not there. So that's cool. I, I guess that's kind of about it, though. So, hey, good, that's news. Good news. Good, good news. But we got a Darkness of Blaze promo. That's not a Darkness of Blaze card. Hey, you know what? At least Muscular Nose is a great name for an attack. It is. It is. But again, in terms of, I guess, news, we'll wrap it up with Darkness of Blaze being out. It is awesome. It is phenomenal. We hope so, to pull really well. Yeah. So, at what point do we turn into the Muscular Nose podcast? Uh, if we ever get there, we are on the downswing of this. Let me tell you that for sure. <laughs> Let's move on to the topic at hand. This is a random topic, really. And quite honestly, I feel like it was gifted from the heavens to us because there really isn't a lot of Pokemon TCG to talk about this week just in terms of news and analysis. However, as I said before, throughout the week, the world in which we know of Pokemon Trading Card Game Online has been crumbling beneath our feet in every waking moment of every waking day up until... I believe today, so Thursday, it was all fixed. I hope. Fingers crossed. I'm recording this now, assuming that it was. I, I'm pretty sure that I've been watching streamers all day, and some of the things I've been seeing glitching are not glitching. That's awesome. That, that's good. That's good. And before I get into my main conversation about this, I just want to read some of the glitches that were happening. In case you were not aware. One. You were able to attach energy to discard pile Pokemon. Nice. And again, this doesn't mean it was for everyone. These are documented glitches from like Reddit, wherever you find them. Two, when you have the tool Trick Coin, which allows you to choose if you want to flip a coin again, you don't get to choose. Your opponent does. So that sucks. Who's using Trick Coin? I, I think it was expanded. Oh, God. <clears throat> so you okay. could flip if you got Tails, your opponent would be like, next. So just be useless. Your favorite one, Joe. Flapple plays damage on all damage Pokemon. And when I say all, I mean like discard pile all. It just places damage wherever it feels necessary. And the hand, from what I heard. And the hand. So if... I don't even... Flapple is basically broken during these past couple days. Tier 1, Tier 0. Let's be real here. Super Scoop Up, though, probably is the strongest card ever printed in Pokemon because... One time, it picked up two Pokemon. Another documented time, it picked up six Pokemon. And then another documented time, Super Scoop, or Scoop Up Net, sorry, picked up all six prizes and won them the game. Oh, there was also another documented one. Uh, It was expanded, where they actually used the net on the active and scooped up all the Pokemon they lost. Yeah, like, apparently Scoop Up Net is the most versatile, unpredictable... It's kind of like using metronome in the game. You're either going to flip tails, 
or you're gonna flip heads and like you could just rain god's wrath on whoever wherever so that's pretty awesome i there are accounts of pokemon having random abilities that were not on the field nor were on their pokemon there were pokemon that would be on the field with random damage counters sometimes you could just play supporters like they were items it was a it was kind of just like a jungle out there for our ptcgo players if you played and you had a funny thing happen to you let us know i'd love to hear it i again i was on vacation just watching all this so i get on my computer at night get on my phone you know you're scrolling through whatever feed and i'm looking at it, i'm like what is happening right now everyone's like oh you could double attach i saw someone welder for zero and draw three i saw people welder for like three and draw three like craziness this this bug was broken and it leads me to my question to you joe that i have not told you i have not told you anything about it yet do you think that ptcgo should move to a place where you can purchase packs online like like there is i'm gonna say this gently there is more of a pay-to-win aspect of ptcgo And before you answer, I want to explain my thought process. I haven't really formed an opinion. It's a question I have. So you have Magic the Gathering Arena. You have Hearthstone. You have Shadowverse. You have uh, Legends of Runeterra from Riot Games, the League of Legends company. You have all these card games that have really, 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 really good clients. Some of them are played in person as well and some of them are solely online clients however a lot of them have multiple ways to consume and spend money to get resources cards enter events you name it and a lot of people don't like that right understandably because when a game's free to play they want it to be free to play they want an opportunity to be competitive Maybe with some grinding, but they want an opportunity to be competitive without investing in armor and a leg, especially in a virtual client. Because if you're playing virtual, there's less value than there is in the physical. Because you can keep the physical cards. You can't really keep by really, I guess, you don't really keep the virtual collection. Pokemon has formed its model around you buy in-person cards and you get an in-game pack. Or you play the ladder, you get coins, you get given packs. So there's a, it's a very friendly free-to-play market compared to most card games. We've been complaining about PTCGO for years, though. It's always had bugs. It's always had problems just being efficient in general. It never loads quickly. There's connection problems. You name it. PTCGO has shown that it has it has these bugs, it has these glitches, it has these cracks. Do you think if we went to more of a pay-to-play model, PTCGO would be a stronger client? Do you think Pokemon would put more resources if there was more ways for players to spend money specifically on the online client? Or do you think it's still just completely inexcusable that they would just 
they just keep it the same no matter what. So, off the bat, I'm thinking about all these other games, Magic the Gathering, uh, well, really, Dragon Ball is not really that big. Either there is really Vanguard, maybe, but really Magic the Gathering is a big one, maybe Yu-Gi-Oh! And the di- real big difference between all those companies compared to Pokemon is that Pokemon usually has a consistent video game and other sources of revenue for the whole thing as a franchise. And so there is funds available outside of it to the point where they can still have pay to play or have a fairly free, but the client, the client really, I guess in general, doesn't have to be as crappy as it is. Magic the Gathering has a great client. At least it looks great. Hearthstone has a great client. At least it looks great. Uh, I don't play them that much, but uh, what was the other one you were playing before? Uh, Legends of Runeterra. That looked great. It runs pretty smoothly and it ran on my phone. I can't get PTCG on my iPhone. It's weird, right? Yeah. Like, how? What? what needs to happen to make that change? Because, yeah, people need to spend physical money to get physical packs. So there is still a, a pay-to-play model for it. It's probably more friendly than most. I don't know, man. I just... Even if you add, like, a game mode. Like, most of these card games have, like, a draft mode. Or... I guess you'd call it like a cube for Pokemon, whatever it would be. And if they added that, I feel like this client could really grow. I, I feel like they've really missed an opportunity over these past six months, literally almost six months to make this client amazing. And they haven't really done that. Now, obviously, they've made some tweaks to the tournament system with these newer updates. I just don't know if that's what we need, though. I don't know if I, that might be too little too late. Because I, you could, they could literally just put out a survey and say, what are you looking for in this client? Like, what, what are you suggesting we add? What do you suggest we change about it? Because it's clear that it is the, it's like in last place in terms of efficient online clients for card games. And you're right. They have the revenue. They have it, right? I bought up a pay-to-play uh, pay model with different game modes. It's kind of like maybe direct revenue, but you're completely right. It's just a ton of crap that they can't do this. So what? when's it going to change, right? Are we ever going to see a real overhaul of the card game, or are we just going to be dealing with this forever? Um, I, I think we're going to be dealing with this forever, unfortunately. like it, I think Pokemon sees the card game as just another source of revenue and it seems like it's a pet product for somebody that's been around for a while i don't know if it needs to go back to a card company back again back when when pokemon first started it was wizards of the coast i don't know if we need to go back to an actual card company who actually gives more of a care you'd have to get bought out right i mean Wizards of the Coast is still a phenomenal company, but they would have to buy Pokemon, the trading card game part of it. Or at least go halvesies or something. I don't know. Right. And, and there is always possibility for that, right? There's always a world in which that can happen, but that's a good point. Maybe that's what they need to do because jokes aside, 
again, they had the greatest opportunity to put this together. And these glitches after this update is inexcusable. And sure, you can say, hey, Mike, why are you getting so frustrated? It was one update, and they patched it. And you're right. This update was much worse than any other patch. So maybe I do need to give them some slack. However, this isn't shocking at all. I think that's the problem. Well, I think I think this is a, this last quote unquote patch before they fixed it. I think it was more of a huge like. It's a big meme. It was a debacle. It's actually quite embarrassing for a company to let go of that kind of a product. Like I, I'm sure, like Magic and Legends of Ruterra and other online card games have their like glitches here and there, but not to the extent that Pokemon did. And they've had glitches that lasted for months. They just instead of fixing glitch. They just straight up don't really. They just ban the card. Like right, they just say on PGCGO, you just can't use this card because it doesn't work. Yeah, they would rather just do that, which is I think extremely lazy and very uh, insulting to the player base. Yeah, and again, I hope you take this as a listener from a more critical standpoint and critiquing standpoint than you do a bashing standpoint. Because of course, we love the game, we love the client, we love everything about what we do with this game. However, again, as we've said in episodes before, that doesn't mean there's room for excuses when it comes to this stuff. The amount of bugs, the amount of glitches, you brought up the temporary bans waiting months to fix a card. When you're the biggest entertainment company on the planet in terms of a brand name, which they are, Pokemon is the largest single entertainment franchise on the planet bigger than star wars mario everything there should not be any room for this type of outcome and in today's world let's be honest most of the glitches and bugs come from the big companies because they start spreading themselves very thin and there's a big detriment to that and because we love the game, because we love the product as a whole, we support it. And so that's kind of the struggle that we get into as players. And again, whether you view this as a big deal or not, it's just frustrating to know that you put all this time and money into the game. You love the game with all your heart and you always will. But you know that when it comes to developing and progressing the game, you're always going to be one of the furthest behind. Pokemon will always be the last to do something on their client. They will always be the last to fix a bug. They will always be the last to update it. Unless there's a set coming out, there's hardly updates as is. And maybe that's because there's a small company. Maybe it's a very small development team. You know, I want to be fair to that. Maybe it's like a handful of people. And to that, I say, I'm sorry, it's only a handful of people. Because that sucks. And it's hard. But they have the resources, and it just it, I wonder why they aren't. I wonder why they aren't enhancing this, taking from the community. I just it confuses me, and that's why I wanted to bring it up because this is not the first time we've been down this road, as you've said. It's yeah, but like like you you've had some really good success like recently with a, with a game that you have purchased that you I'm pretty sure you're much enjoying right now that. The developer is very close to that project, 
that they're almost updating it daily or every other day with patches because people find something small. Yeah, I'm. I took part in a early access game that I won't worry about talking about the name or anything, but it's a development team of about two people mainly, and it's a very small game. It's very similar to Pokemon actually, and they had patches every single day to fix huge problems. And they recently had to say, hey, we've been hearing that they want us to patch less. The community wants me to patch this less because of how quickly I'm patching things. And they'd rather have bigger amounts of stuff. So we're going to change to weekly. When you have a team, even though it's two people, when you have a team on even a small project that is updating so much that people are saying, hey, man, chill out. We love your product. Take your time on things. Because we know you're going to get this as fast as you can and do it as, as as strongly as you can. I've even seen this developer personally fix someone's save file where they've said, hey, I bought your game, but my save got corrupted. What do I do? And he took the dude's save file and fixed it and gave it back to him. This is a developer for a game, small or not. That's what you need. That's what you need in Pokemon. You don't need someone that's that attentive to things. You just need someone that will go, hey, this bug's happening. We're going to fix it this week. We're going to fix it today. Like, even with this giant problem, it still took them three or four days to fix, which normally would be normal, would be acceptable. But it's like, show some urgency, at least, man. It's There's so much more that this client could give us. There's so much more. And I just, it's a bummer that it's so glitchy and hopefully it gets fixed, but I don't know if it fully will. I, I think that's where the conversation ends there, right? Yeah, if a team of two can do it, Pokemon can do it. And and again, if you found something funny this week, tell us. I want to laugh at that stuff. I want to enjoy that stuff. If you have a suggestion of what you would want to fix in the online client, shout it out. I'd love to hear your ideas because there's a lot of things that could be improved. Just always remember that we take things from a critical standpoint. And so a lot of times we have to take a step back as fans and look at it as consumers. And I think that's two different things. And it's it's very important that you're able to switch back and forth. With that said, that really wraps up today's show. It really does. I mean, there's not a whole lot of news. Darkness blazes out. These PGCGO bugs, a scoop up net and flapple basically could just 1v1 all of worlds and defeat them with these current glitches. It's it's a funky week for Pokemon, that's for sure. Nonetheless, though, enjoy the new cards you open. Hopefully you open amazing stuff in person, on the client. Enjoy it. Really, really do. Rotation comes in two weeks, so next week we'll probably be taking a big jump into cards that are leaving or cards that we are... Maybe we're going to talk about cards that could become relevant, that are going to be standard, that just aren't. So there's a lot of stuff to go through. We hope you enjoy your weekend, time with family and friends, being safe. With that said, we'll see you next week.